Welcome to Deathmatch Europe, part four of four, the Grand Champion Edition. This Chad and Cheese Deathmatch episode features Andrea Wade, CEO of Opening.io. Deathmatch took place at TA Tech on May 9th in Lisbon, Portugal at 5 p.m. with a room full of TA Tech practitioners. The bar was open and Chad and Cheese Snark was a flowin'. Enjoy the special edition Deathmatch from Europe after a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, so you need candidates fast and you're sick and tired of being nickeled and dimed to death. I totally get it. You should check out FlexPlan from Next. It's perfect for employers and staffing firms who are busy. They need candidates and flexible pricing now. FlexPlan is also perfect for recruitment ad agencies who need targeted distribution and tools to help demonstrate client ROI. If you're sick and tired of all the BS, hassle, and just want candidates now, check out Next and FlexPlan with over 70 million members. Next takes all of your jobs and puts each one in front of the best candidates and across their entire ecosystem. No muss, no fuss. Next does all the work and FlexPlan makes it cost effective. Check out everything Next has to offer at Hiring.next.com. That's hiring.next.com. And if you like to save even more cash, just go to chadcheese.com, scroll down and click on the next logo, discounts aplenty. Remember, next with the double X, not the triple X. Everybody have drinks. I mean, the bar is open. Hopefully, you're there. Hopefully, you're on your second one or third at this point. Um, who's ever seen the Chat and Cheese Deathmatch? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Excellent. So this is badass, right? Not first. Not first for some of you. What about Firing Squad? Anybody listen to Firing Squad? All right. All right. So what today, the last Deathmatch winner. They were acquired. Big yeah. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big money and potential. Winnings. You have a mic. Yeah, you have a mic right there. Oh, there's a mic. There's okay. a mic. Yeah. So today we have four, count them, four startups coming up to deathmatch. They're gonna have an opportunity to have a two-minute pitch, no demos, no robots. Okay. <laughs> they're gonna come up. They're going to pitch two minutes. Then with the balance of the 15 minutes that they have, we're going to belt the hell out of them with Q&A. Okay, we're ready for Andrea Wade from opening.io. Bring it. CEO, product, genius, faster, stronger. What, uh, what the song said, I'm kidding. 
I think the best way to tell you about our company is to give you some insight into how the idea started and why. Two frustrated candidates with zero recruitment and HR background uh, that got sick of sending off their CV into oblivion, into the black hole that is the legacy ATS and platform, who kind of started thinking and said, what if? What if this job-seeking uh, process actually worked for us, the candidates? And we were data people, and we were product people, and we looked at this data-heavy, uh, document-heavy industry that we're in, and we said, probably great for automation. What if, in one click, I can upload my CV or send off my CV and I'm matched to meaningful jobs? And what if we build this technology, we don't keep it to ourselves, we give it to everyone, we build something robust enough, intelligent enough, and scalable enough that can work for everyone. And so today, ladies and gentlemen, globally, we're competing with the likes of Google and IBM Watson. And I'm telling you this because the last two contracts we won against Google and IBM Watson. In fact, we replaced them. Today, uh, we power the recruitment processes of really large global employers, and we have managed to partner with the company that bought LinkedIn and GitHub uh, to be their preferred job matching vendor within the MIA market. Revenue-wise, 300% up Q1 of this year compared to all of last year. We're growing fast. And because of our bias to research, we're continuously innovating. Just between ourselves here, we're getting really interesting, potentially a world first, results with cross-lingual matching. Nice, okay. <laughs> All right, so you didn't mention their name, the, the company that bought LinkedIn, the company that, that so, so tell us about that partnership, because it's, it sounds like you're trying to hide it. Why are you trying to hide this <laughs> Microsoft partnership? I was just being cute. <laughs> well, tell us about the partnership. What is it? How does it um, help? I mean, not just from, I mean, how does it help? What does it do? So Microsoft put out this call because they wanted to position an as AI player. And they said, hey, world, um, and, and EMEA markets, uh, what if technology could solve, uh, what if AI could solve your wish? So they put this question out, they got about 130 million visits to the site, and uh, they gathered 2,000 something wishes, and then they brought them to 63 and then to 10, and job matching was one of them. And they looked around, uh, they looked at their partners, we have a really, really good relationship with them, they really like our tech, so they selected us to be their job matching partner. Some of the things that we're doing is, going into houses that are traditionally IBM and replacing them with our tech <laughs> and Microsoft tech. Um, we're also uh, doing um, a, a European trip around, um, Microsoft is bringing in HR leaders and we're presenting our technology to them and Microsoft is talking about their digital uh, transformation and so on. So we're partners with Microsoft. <laughs> Hi, Andrea. Hey. Um, in this era of tech, uh, are the main challenges you've had to overcome in bringing your product to market? Um, and how would you quickly describe, if, if I had no idea about the value that you could bring to my organization, how would you just quickly describe the value or why do I need to use um, your product? Imagine if you're a salesperson and you have all these sales leads. Um, and at the end of um, every 
month or at the end of the day, you throw them away, you put them somewhere, and you start again, and you start again, and you start again. What we do is we tap into your existing data. We tap into your existing CV databases. We, we work with really large entities that might have millions of CVs, um, and, and, and we, we get the value out of the data. In terms of challenges that we had, again, when we started this, we knew nothing about recruitment. I'll, I'll tell you, um, um, never ever start a business um, in an area that you know nothing about. So we did not have CVs. So building, you know, we were, we were data scientists. So building the tech itself, finding the data, then sitting down with the industry, learning from the industry. We had, we had a very steep learning curve. However, last year we received feedback from one of the largest RPOs in the world. They were looking at four vendors and they said that we were the best in terms of use cases. We were able to say what this technology can do uh, within their um, environment. Explain exactly how and you're better and different than Watson and Google. So what we hear, and this is something that we did not know about our tech, we hear a lot obviously about the matching technology itself, about the use cases that we have developed. We hear a lot about the robustness of our APIs. In fact, the uh, contract that we just won, they used to have IBM Watson in their beta, they replaced, us with, uh, they replaced them with us because of, again, the robustness of, of our APIs and what we could do uh, at scale. As well as the matching technology, we have the ability to match people to jobs, jobs to people, people to people, jobs to jobs, and we have a fifth, uh, a fifth uh, API for tech only. The, the rest are all industry, uh, industry agnostic. Our models are continuously being improved. Aside from the names you've mentioned, who are your competitors? What's the greatest threat to your business, and how are you preparing for that? Um, our competitors, initially we thought that the likes of Restless Bandit or Ideal or, or whatever our competitors, realistically we compete with uh, Elasticsearch, with Google, Sovereign or TextKernel. That's what we hear. The thing with Europe is that TextKernel has been bought uh, by fully by CareerBuilder. So what we hear today, I don't <laughs> how do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> so we hear some, um, there is some apprehensiveness from potential buyers to go to TextKernel and then they go, well, I, we don't know what's going to happen to them, so can we talk to you? So in Europe, we see that we could make a solid move. Our big problem is multilingual uh, matching, which is something that we're working on right now. So we're working with Microsoft Machine Translation. We're, translate, we're, we're, we're updating the engine in about 120 languages. We're hoping to have that this year, but languages is, you know, that's, that's definitely one of, of the big uh, problems that we're having in terms of threats. We're a startup. I have about 50 jobs. Um, we're not, you know, that many people in the team. Um, we're growing in the States, so we're trying to manage that growth in a way that doesn't kill us. So today, again with algorithms, we're going to beat this like a dead horse. Amazon had this algorithm. It became bias, right? So how, and I'm, I'm going to go away from how do you do it, but how do you ensure, especially if you were going to compete in the US with the OFCCP and, and many of the regulations that are out there, how do you ensure that there is transparency with your algorithm 
It's not black box, it's white box, so that those companies who hopefully will spend many dollars with you can defend how your system works. How, how do you have black box? Do you have white box? How are you ensuring those companies can defend those decisions by your algorithm? Um, thank you. Going from black box to white box in any industry with deep learning models, I am, I am not sure how possible that is. I watched the chief uh, decision scientist in Google talk exactly about this. And their view is not make black box, white box. Make black box testable and testable and testable and build models that look for that bias. You know, decision, the decision-making of the algorithms, you, you, can't, you can't just throw that out. But for sure, you can test and retest and make sure that you do build some models that look at those attributes that you use uh, when, when, when you build your algos. And that's something that we've done from day one. Um, and some of the things that we're doing now, actually, in an important meeting that happened yesterday in Dublin, we're working with um, a couple of universities in Dublin and Brazil, uh, to, to, to help us with um, this issue. Um, I read somewhere, probably on your website, um, that you are on-demand candidate match. So a type of Netflix for candidates. As a candidate, that offends me. You know, I want to know what you're doing for me, what you're doing to ensure my user experience, how you're going to nurture me, or are you, are you only focused on the bottom line from the... Um, supplier uh, side, so from the vendor side, so from the recruitment agency or the firm. Um, you're putting me into a pool with, uh, with algorithms, with tech, but I'm a person and I need a job. So have, have you taken into consideration um, the user experience and how to nurture the actual applicant with your, your product? So this company was built by two candidates who were frustrated that they're not seen you know, you send in your CV and you're not seen. And actually our story starts with my co-founder story, uh, Adrian, who they built a company from, you know, two people to, to 70. They were nearly bought by Apple and then Apple decided Flash is not interesting enough and, and Wedding Wire in New York bought them. Um, and his problem was send the CV away and it took six months for someone to find him and then he was rediscovered by an external recruiter and placed in for a really, really large fee. And that whole experience was, why was I not seen? Because I'm a highly valuable candidate. Uh, and we might all believe that about ourselves. So when we built what we built, we made sure to literally take, uh, uh, you know, print CVs, put them in front of us and go, who is this person? And what are the data points that we can extract, highlight, in order to really tell the story uh, uh, to those looking at this person? So absolutely candidate focus, because we didn't know how to do it uh, in any other way, because we were candidates and knew nothing about recruitment. So some of the benefits of uh, Google and Watson is that they have huge amounts of resources for developers, uh, so there's more wider adoption for this. What role does ecosystem development play in your product? Uh, a very big one in a reverse way. So uh, we plug in into a bunch of uh, marketplaces. Our go-to market is linked uh, to partnerships. So just like the Microsoft one, uh, we're partnering with, uh, with, with a number of other ATSs and CRMs, uh, but also with RPOs. 
So we go in, so I'll give an, uh, an example. Um, RPO came to us and said, we have all these clients, lots of CVs in their DB, uh, but they don't mind them, they, they, they don't use that capability. Can we go in together? We say, we're gonna put some seats uh, uh, there in your offices and we're gonna give you technology to mine, to mine that data and we'll support you to sell in like that. We'll give you a project manager. Our people will sell this. So where partnerships are, are, are key for us and piggybacking on, on, on the bigger ecosystem, for sure. I say this lovingly, that you, you strike me as very geeky. And geeky organizations tend to be really bad at sales and marketing. So talk to me about your sales and marketing strategy. Um, we've spent very little dollars or euros on sales and marketing to date. <laughs> what I have done, uh, Contrary to how nervous I was yesterday and maybe today, I tend to get myself on a stage and project that we're bigger than we are. So we created a lot of noise about ourselves. We get a lot of inbound. We, all our sales to date are all inbound. And we're smart enough to partner with, with the right um, with the right players. From a sales perspective, we hired our uh, first global head of sales in January and we put in a process. And our strategy is being worked at uh, right now. Part of it is me being here as well. Um, and also us going into, into the States, is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big part of what we're doing right now. And we're getting the Irish government and the Irish brand to, to help us uh, achieve that. So part of clarification on that. So you're talking about partners. You're going deep with partners. Is this a technical integration deep? Or are you talking about revenue generation? What, what kind of partnerships are you currently developing to be able to ensure that longevity for, for the organization? Both tech and money. Um, so we, because we don't have a lot of resources, we're a small team, we, what gets us closer to, uh, to, to money, that, that's what we do first. Uh, technical integration is important because once we integrate with a platform, then we can sell uh, into all of, the, of their clients or maybe we do white label integration. Uh, but then there's also strategic uh, partnership with, with, with Microsoft because we want you know, piss off some other players <laughs> who will recognize us and um, consider us for So other things. than Microsoft, what are, name some names. What are some of the big players that you're integrated with? So I don't know how, how if people know them, uh, we, um, one of our clients actually, and I'm allowed to talk about them, are uh, a company called Jibe in, in New York. And these guys, their own clients, so indirect clients of ours are companies like Comcast, uh, FedEx, Siemens, um, and so on. So we're crunching, right now we are, you know, apart from Indeed and LinkedIn and all these guys who are in Dublin, we're one of the biggest data processors uh, in talent in Dublin because we're crunching all this data. There it is, give it up. And the answer is to her shirt. I don't know if you saw. What is? Oh, what do we say to the god of death? That's what it is. I've had a few beers. Not today. That's right. Not today. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? 
I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.